Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. And welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swamp Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis, who's just had an incredibly quick and speedy lunch. How the devil are you? Well, I d- but rushed off my feet, but in a good way. I yeah. had to get up really early. Me and Simon went to the 8 a.m. screening of Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. You did have plans to go to a 6 a.m. screening. Yeah, well, I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> Uh, and and then yeah, got got here. Had to watch AEW. Yeah, and I had to have lunch, and now I'm here. And we've got to try and do all these Christmas videos as well. So if you have emailed in and you've thought, huh, Luke and I have not replied to any of my emails, there's a reason why. It's because we're incredibly, incredibly busy oh, yeah. uh, at the moment. Um, swept off our feet, as you uh, quite rightly said. But hey, man, Christmas is nearly here. Oh, Are you a rare break? Are you feeling the Christmas spirit yet? Uh, yeah, in part. I think as I've gotten older, I am more likely to forget that it's Christmas while it's Christmas. Okay. Because when I was a kid, all the way through until university, really, it was a big thing because I didn't have anything else to do, I, I presume. Mm-hmm. What do, I mean, what do people, what do, what do students do in December other than get drunk and go to Christmas school disco parties? Uh, I worked. What? <laughs> I also did that. But yeah. the uh, my, yeah. my wife thinks that's a bit of like she doesn't think it's crazy. I think she sometimes thinks it's a bit sad that like my Christmas periods when I was at university was I would go home on the late evening of Christmas Eve, and I would then go back the as early as I could on Boxing Day um, because I had to, I was just as I was working. And I was working in retail, and retail don't sleep oh, yeah. for no man apart from Christmas Day. So yeah, like my Christmas at home over the 
my university years was about 24 hours. And then I would just go back and then live in my <coughs> house alone, my student house alone, because everyone else had gone back for Christmas. And I was just there on my own for two weeks. But you're around toys. Uh, well, I was around games, yes. That's the most Christmassy <laughs> thing. You were an elf. Yeah, I suppose. Like, no but after Christmas Day. Yeah. I worked Christmas Day once. Oh, what? It was depressing. That is depressing. <laughs> was that for music? Uh, no, it was uh, It was uh, for sort of NBC. Because 24 retail might take a break for Christmas Day, yeah. but television doesn't. Oh, God. Someone's got to make sure the TV channels don't just stop working. Just take a break, lads. Mm. Just set it all up on like little automated things. Yeah, I'm, yeah. well, it was. And that's what that's that's why I had to get out of that job, because the robots were taken over. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Luke Stillill. Good job on uh, not filling uh, the silence that I left while I was I had coughing. a little cough myself. Oh, maybe yours was a tiny cough. You yeah. could have easily filled. <coughs> there you go. Thanks, mate. Um, what have you got? What are your Christmas plans this year? Uh, going to my parents for Christmas Day. Then, get this, my parents... Are driving me and my lady partner from our family home mm-hmm. to her family home where we're all going to have Christmas lunch together. Ooh. And I know so your parents big... and, and Kate's parents hang out all the time. Yeah. This is the third time ever they've met. Right. So this is a big this is a big deal. It's a big it's, day. It's it's not a big deal because that that sort of you know, hurdle has already been crossed. They've met each other. They went to the 60th birthday party thing this year. But Anna's parents are, you know, like normal people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My parents, and this isn't just, oh, my parents are so embarrassing. No, my parents love to partay. Yeah. Well, your mum's Kyrie Sane. <clears throat> yeah. I, I went for a drink with them last night. I got there at seven. My mum was hammered. <laughs> she was hammered. How long has she been there for? Well, she got there at 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my mum and dad don't really have any hobbies, so they just drink. Yeah. Sounds depressing when I put it like that. It is a little bit, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's almost socially. as sad as like living on your own for two weeks. They have fun. They have fun. and um, Which I was not doing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... Uh, that, that it's going to... I think my mum, Kyrie Sane, thinks it's going to be a more booze-filled... Jolly, because my house at Christmas, we go to the pub, we we have friends over, everyone gets drunk. Yeah, that's not what my lady partner's parents do. No. They have maybe you know a glass of prosecco in the morning. And that's it. When you are opening presents, that's it. They don't really drink at all. My mum was like, "What? What can I get them?" Because they don't drink. My sister said lime cordial. <laughs> she was serious. <laughs> With the, my, my whole family, like, we can't get them alcohol as a gift for, for Christmas? Yeah, that, uh, they're all of a sudden in a panic mode. Yeah, because what else is there? Yeah, what other gifts? If you don't really know the people. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, my wife had to do this recently. She was um, part of Secret Santa mm. for a job that she's only just started. Like, she's been there for two weeks, and it's a big office. Yeah. And she had to be part of Secret Santa and get something for I was like, I don't know him. What did what did she go for? She, funny enough, went for alcohol. She bought him a, uh, a one of those. Do you see like MS doing these Christmas cocktails? They got like Jaffa cake cocktails, and um, but it's disgusting. It's very sweet. I can tell you that much. For, for for my for my hot take on the cocktail world at the moment, espresso martinis are delicious. Yeah, you really enjoyed the. I oh know you thought the. I didn't. Enjoy it was two chocolates no, here at the yeah. YouTube party. Look, martinis always my go-to. 
And then espresso martinis started making the rounds a couple of years ago. I was like, this is delicious. I love coffee. I love martini. Whatever's had, it's broken to the mainstream this year and they've screwed it up. Oh, because come on. I know mainstream because they can't just have an espresso martini. It's a salted caramel chocolate espresso martini. It's a Terry's chocolate orange espresso martini. My sister last night had a Christmas pudding Blop. espresso martini. Blop. She was like, do you want any of this? Because I think it's disgusting. I was like, well, I liked, you know, I like the espresso. I'll try it. It was just alcohol and syrup. Ugh. It was gross. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's like when the coffee explosion happened where you can have enter millennial nonsense flavor here. See, you know, but I'm quite the, um, I just, you know what? Funny enough, me and my wife were talking last night about the YouTube Christmas party, and my wife made a very, very good title of your sex tape joke. And I was like, well, don't say that's what a YouTuber is when you're queuing up to get uh, waffle things. And we laughed about that. She was like, yeah, he totally okay boomed you. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, you're right, he wow. did. He boomed me. And I was like, I, was, I want to go find him again and be like, I'm an actual millennial, mate. Yeah. You bloody Gen Zers. Wow, who knew the uh, sort of generational conflict? <laughs> Would would matter? Yeah. Does it just matter to us because no, it matters to boomers because now? they don't like the OK Boomer thing. I was talking to my mum about this mm. over the weekend. She thinks it's very disrespectful. <laughs> That's exactly what a boomer would say. <laughs> and if and anyone criticises millennials, I did say OK Boomer. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. What are your Christmas plans? Uh, well, going up to my parents for Christmas. Uh, going up to Herefordshire, up my parents' very scary hill. Um, then we're likely going to go to the pub. Um, a fair amount. My uncles are also staying with us. That's going to be a lovely old time. It's going to be eight people there for Christmas. Lovely time with the family. Lovely time with the family. My brother and his girlfriend are arriving about lunchtime on Christmas Day. Uh, my brother has got a lot of games that he wants to play. So he knows how long I'm there for. So he's trying to structure the order of the game, like the order of the games he wants to play. Like importance. That's nice. Yeah. We're definitely going to be playing Captain Sonar because there's eight of us there. I still haven't played it. And it's it. the perfect number to play Sounds that game. great. Oh, my God. It's so good. Well, if you come to um, Games Expo with us next year, maybe you can play it then. Nerds. Maybe. <laughs> well, we got this email in before we get out of here, uh, into the main show, that is, from Matt Sweeney, oh. who says, Warmest of the season's greetings to Luke, Ollie, Laurie, Pete, Dave, Randy, Simon, and the WrestleTikes, and all the Pledgehammers, YouTube subscribers, PodSwafters, except Blake Ham, you piece of crap. Not all of us have forgotten if you're still reading this after the Christmas. Screw all of you except Dave and his soothing baritone voice and uh -huh. fabulous accent that I want to take it away to the hills and have all the man babies with. My wife is a self-proclaimed lover of all things to do with the British royal family. Okay. So this is in connection to, <laughs> as he's titled here, Movie I Hate That Everyone Loves. Oh, okay. good that's taken off. Yeah, well, one person said an email. And the SWAF squad didn't. <laughs> no, that's, well, yeah, you're right, actually. This has done better, and I couldn't even say it properly. Yeah, it's got such a good name, <laughs> SWAF squad. Um... So I went with her and four of our friends uh, at the time of opening of uh, so the opening night rather of the King's Speech. Mm. I'm not a royal guy myself and subsequently don't know much about the history slash members of the royal family and so I wasn't the target audience of this movie by any stretch and predictably didn't think much of the film. I still had my fun though looking over my transfixed wife, picture of the kid from Up in the movie theatre <laughs> with goggles, hanging on every set piece costume and word. After the movie I was quite surprised to find that our friends, also not big on the roles, absolutely loved the movie as well and was floored when I jumped online and found the vast majority of people also loved the King's Speech. Anyway, here's why you're wrong. 
Three minutes into the movie, it's revealed that the main character, obviously, has a speech impediment. The movie is called The King's Speech, so something is going to happen where the guy currently in line to be king, no speech impediment, steps down or is removed from the main character will have to step up and give a speech. One hour of speech therapy, brackets, exciting. The guy currently in line to be king steps down, forcing the main character to take on the responsibility in a huge twist no one could have seen coming apart from the first scene of the goddamn film. One hour of speech therapy, brackets, gripping. The king uses speech therapy tricks to give a speech, like literally everyone else that has gone, uh, undergone speech therapy and had to do this in some form of public speaking has done the end. Does that seem like a good movie to anyone? Am I taking crazy pills here? The King's Speech was the most agonizing two hours I've spent in a movie theater. Don't get me wrong, I love that my wife loved it, and the fact that it turned out to appeal to more than royal buffs continues to astound me. The plot is predictable right out the gate, the characters are completely inconsequential aside from the main character and the speech therapist, and the dialogue was almost 100% flat and cliche. Why should I listen to you? Because I have a voice! Christ alive. The entire story could have been presented and concluded in about 30 minutes. It was a fine concept for a short film that was stretched into feature length because of reasons. The only thing I liked about the movie was that it was nominated for an Oscar in almost every major category that year and didn't win a single one. I was elated, and I'm thankful that there hasn't been a major theatrical release in the same vein since. Typing this email has actually made me angry. F this movie, sideways with a cactus. Have been a huge fan of you guys for over two years. Please continue making half-decent content on a somewhat consistent basis. Sween Machine. We're here for you. Wow. What a uh, what a fascinating take to 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 call a movie predictable that's based on a very well known historical fact story. Yeah, I mean, I knew, I knew, but maybe they were working with that idea that everyone sort of knew what was going to happen anyway. I mean, come on, let's be honest. Every film is like that. I I saw Star Wars this, Star Wars this morning. Yeah, it's 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 what I expected. Everything happened that I thought would happen. Yeah, that's that's not bad storytelling. That's we said in in wrestling all the time. Head on it's over good to foreshadowing. The, head on over to the Screenstalker podcast to hear more yeah. in depth reviews like that. Um, but do you want to jump into the main show? Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should because well, it's, it's theory time. It's speculation station time. Is there a mystery member of the Dark Order? Here is the show. what went down. Go take us through it. It was the tag team championship main event between the Young Bucks and SCU. It was built up throughout the show very effectively, I thought. Yes. The Young Bucks and SCU had a decent match. By other standards, it was a very good match. But by AEW standards, I felt like it wasn't that long. Uh, and it just it lacked a little a little lacked a little something something it did and it just sort of like the finish felt like it came out of nowhere it felt like they were just about to get into their final thirds and then they hit the SEU later and won yeah especially compared to last week's main event which was that crazy proud and powerful young bucks Texas street fight yeah. that was that was excellent I thought one spot I did love uh, before we get into the the ending angle was when they were doing the double dragon sleeper spot and Matt Jackson then t- gets Kaz and gives him a northern light suplex into uh, Scorpio Sky and Nick Jackson. I thought that was a really cool yeah, spot. really, really. Oh, there were so many inventive bits there, but it wasn't really about that. It was about the main event angle that came afterwards. Maybe that's why they didn't kill themselves in the match, because they knew that the big cliffhanger was what came after. And it was teased throughout the show. There was a brief flash 
of a, I think it was Evil Uno. It was Uno, yeah. Uh, and sort of midway through the first match. Yeah, yeah. And then like during, I think it was during the <clears throat> Lady Persons match, they had like an advert come up or just like text that says, join the Dark Order. And then there was like Jim Ross was like, you can also go to jrsbarbecue.com. <laughs> I thought, wow, what a great way to continue this very good repackaging of the Dark Order. They're genuinely getting over and it's a slow build thing. I can't wait for this to pay off in about six weeks time, just before revolution. No, it was going to pay off right here on this show. It certainly did. Because the Dark Order come out. Uh, it's Evil Uno and Stu Grace, and they're at the top. Evil Uno says, I know what you're thinking. This isn't uh, a sort of invitation. This isn't recruitment. It's an initiation. Yeah, he said, you're, you are losers. On any other night, we would, might even offer you a spot in the Dark Order. But tonight's not about recruitment. It is initiation. Thinking, you know, initiation for who? And we found out who it was because... The Creepers all got in the ring and started attacking uh, the Bucks and SCU. But then Alex Reynolds and John Silver, who we saw being effectively recruited last week from their hotel room after Reynolds got beat by John Moxley. And they got in there and they did the beatdown. And Uno and Grayson get into the ring. Grayson takes out the masks and Uno hands them the masks and they put them on and officially join the Dark Order. Yeah. Uh, it was to, to not the biggest reveal because they've hardly been featured on Dynamite. No, they've been, they had a match on Dark. I think they've had two matches on Dark and then they... Oh, no, they had one match on Dynamite where they lost to LAX and then they had a match on Dark and then Reynolds lost to Moxley. But they've been afterthoughts. They have not been featured at all. But sure, it built into the whole idea of if you keep losing and losing and losing, then the Dark Order will take advantage of of your you know your streak mm. and kind of manipulate into joining them now what was interesting here also we had loads of baby faces running down kenny omega dustin rhodes cody no hangman page no hangman page crucially we'll come on to that later because that ties into another story which i think's been told very well yeah um but, you know, considering how many... Christopher Daniels jumped in as well. Uh, considering how many top-tier talent there was there, I didn't buy into the the, the Creepers mm. over overwhelming them. I almost wish there was about... I don't, five times probably too many. But there were significantly more minions. Okay, yeah. I thought that would have been a much better visual. But here it just looked... It came off a bit short-changed. Well, it's interesting you say that because I thought it almost looked too much of a cluster because there was too many creepers. Um, I suppose from a believability standpoint, but I, I always, I kind of took it as it was just the numbers game. Mm. Like, you know, if you're being attacked. By the end, there was probably about the same amount of people. Oh, I think there were still more creepers than there were. I don't know. You've got the image there. We could count them. <laughs> I mean, look, Ke Kenny Omega is worth five creepers. Yeah, okay. The young bucks no, no, are not, worth... I'm, I'm not disagreeing yeah. with you. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, that happens. Got issues with that. But there seems to... I do like the Dark Order law that they seem to be establishing. And the generic creepers... Just had what was it? Yellow masks. Uh, the little green masks. There was green, black, masks. and green. So luchador masks lined with green. But Alex Reynolds and John Silver, they were given purple masks. And then of course, Evil Uno has a purplish mask, but it's different. And Stu Grayson, he's the first protege, I guess. He just gets to come as Bane yeah. without the mask. He's not wrestling in. He looks awesome. I love the look of Grayson, yeah. and I, I, I do love the look of the ad, particularly Uno because he's now like wearing those suits. Mm. I think he looks boss. 
But there was one other guy there who also had a purple mask on. So he's not a generic guy. He's someone who's already been recruited. Uh, who could it be, I guess? But most people are speculating that it's Brandon Cutler. Which is a name that really makes sense mm. in terms of not that we have seen him being you know, recruited by the Dark Order or you know, being even approached by the Dark Order, but we have seen Cutler lose a lot on TV. We've seen him lose a lot on Dark. But I think quite crucially to this, we've seen him beat up a lot while trying to save the Young Bucks particularly by proud and powerful like they power bombed him through yeah. the stage uh, during one of the beatdowns they tried to he tried to make the save again last week when uh, proud and powerful attacked the bucks at the top of the match and they again power bombed him through the stage so cutler has almost got these priors of being a loser that could be susceptible to joining the dark order and it was that figure we don't know if it was cutler at the end uh, I think it was Nick Jackson was down. I think it was Matt. Oh, Matt Jackson was down beneath all the, the Dark Order. Evil, he had a slightly busted open mouth. Evil Uno put his hand in Matt's mouth and then took it out to have a bit of the a bit of the bloody yeah, on his little... hands to do the, the crawler thing. The, why do I keep saying crawler? Creeper thing. And it it was this guy who sort of held Matt up. So if if the young bucks cut the storylines there... Uh, so and Cutler is very good friends with the Bucks, and that's actually you know it's been established on yeah. TV. So you can almost already picture the reveal when they take the mask off to reveal that it's Brandon Cutler, and the Bucks being like, "What?" Let me picture that reveal. It's disappointing. <laughs> so this this is probably the uh, the let's get into thoughts mode because this was a divisive angle. You know, Dave Meltzer, you, you listened to his thing. He... Uh, yeah, he absolutely hated this closing angle. Like, hate, hate, hated this. He thought it was nitro levels of bad. Because it's really not Dave's thing. Yeah. But I, and I listened to his thoughts as well. I guess w what I got from him was that he, he focused, this was the turning point to you should just focus on the Bucks. Focus on Omega. Focus on the stars that you've made and build them more at the moment. It's respectful to keep trying getting getting over new guys, but you've done that. You've done it with Darby. You've done it with Sammy. You've done it with Jungle Boy. Those guys are working with yeah. Statlander. But no, did I say that right? Statlander, yes. Yes, good. Yeah. He looked at me funny. No, no, well, no, Amy Sakura on this one to trip you up. But you know, the Nightmare Collective, Butcher Bunny and the Blade, the Dark Order. Not only are they just not connecting. I, I think that's you know fair to say they're they're divisive. They're not as universally applauded as those other ones I mentioned. No. They also got the same gimmick. That's where I think this really falls down. I said this in the review last week in my three in my four minute review and then when we did Wrestle Talk Live, it's that and Brandy is doing the exact same gimmick with the Nightmare Collective, mm. looking to recruit Chris Statlander, and then you just you did this twice on the same show. Because you had Brandy come down twice. You had Brandy on this show doing the Nightmare Collective recruitment thing and, and cutting off their hair. And then you do it here and like the crowd weren't reacting to it. And I don't know if it's just because we've already seen this story twice today. So do I need to see it a third time, but with a different group? I Yeah, well, I think it's because it's not that great a story right now. Mm -hmm. I definitely think the Nightmare Collective one isn't working just because it hasn't got the... It's just missing something. Butcher Bunny and the Blade... I guess it's not the same kind of story. They're not recruiting people. It's just they all wear black. It's a, just a drop in the ocean of gimmicks. Creepy, creepy tag teams. Yeah. Uh, the Dark Order, though, after a rough start, 
They just didn't connect with the audience because it was presumably an act that got over to live crowds and maybe in PWG, but it just doesn't translate from a cold start to yeah. a mainstream audience. So they, so they went back to the drawing board very smartly and they started to repackage them. And that has been working. But I think you need to build that up over time. You need to get some top-tier people who have been losing. I, I mean, I thought Christopher Daniels would be a perfect fallen angel first recruit to make this feel like a, an actual credible faction. Well, I thought I didn't realize that Daniels was down there during the melee. Mm. I thought it was just the elite that had run down, minus Hangman Page. Yeah. So I was going to suggest that it could be Daniels. Now he, yeah, of course he he was down there. To but save I, us I, I missed that uh, because Daniels had a little bit of a crisis of confidence against Penta in in a bit early on, based off their match the previous week. Uh, so I, I, I that that's a really sort of interesting story. I do not care, and I'm sure they're lovely. I don't care about John Silver. I don't care about. I don't, I don't even know their names. You've had to ask me three times today. Alex Reynolds. I don't even care about Brandon Cutler that much. So so why are you trying to get over these guys to this extent? And Dark Order, I get. I, I just yeah. I. I was I was disappointed that they rushed this invasion angle to now, and I thought they immediately undermined it with the talent involved. I think it is. I wasn't massively sold on the angle. I'm not going to you know mm-hmm. lie about that. I, th- I thought it was actually it was okay. It was fine. I thought it was too soon. I do like the gimmick, and I've really enjoyed the build to this point. And I've enjoyed another four more weeks of it. Yes, yeah. I, th- I think they wanted to close out 2019 with a big angle. This isn't the biggest of big angles they could have done. But for me, the only reason the, the reason why this falls down for me is just because they've already got they're doing two groups doing the same gimmick. And I just think that is like that blows my mind that as a company that's got so many moving parts, no one thought, oh, these are similar, aren't they? Probably shouldn't do both of them at the same time on the same show. That's that's why I think this is it's completely falling apart. I think I, need- I don't mind the talent levels. Okay, I, I it really because I I think it's always good to kind of like put new guys in there and try and elevate some new talent off the back of it. And really, in the dark order, it's Grayson and Uno. It's not these other two lads. And I I like Brandon Cutler, so I think that reveal would be good. Um, I'm not emotionally invested in it, but I think it would be a good mm. angle. It's, I think the Bucks think it's better than it is. For me, it all falls down to the fact that they've got two groups doing the same thing. Yeah, I think if you type Dark Order in a thesaurus, it just comes up as Nightmare Collective. Dark Nightmare yeah. Order Collective. And even if it's at some point revealed that they're part of one big force, yeah, but the that's not good either. Yeah. Even if it's good eventually, that this stuff right now in the thick of it isn't, isn't working. Uh, and yeah, there were... Now, there were live reports that people were booing and chanting bull S-word at this angle. But we don't. that could be good heat. Yeah, we've heard from someone who was there who was tweeting us. They had a, a support wrestle talk sign as well, if you noticed that, so thank you very much. Um, and they said that in their area it actually got over quite well. But they did. They also heard this, but it's, it's unsure whether or not it was genuine heel heat or if it was just go-away mm. heat. Shout out to Corpus Christi, by the way. Great crowd. Who were a historically terrible crowd. The joke is it's like wrestling in front of a corpse. Mm-hmm. It's Corpus Christi. Uh, but they were very, very good 
for a WWE Raw show this year, I believe. And this was a, a fantastic crowd. Yeah. All night. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, but also, let's give a shout-out to our wonderful $25 a month or more Pledge Hammers on Patreon. So thank you, Golden Nick Holden. Oh, yes, he's holding on you. to what's golden. He's one of a kind, Cat. Whoa. Jordan, don't you dare call me Mountain, Jew. That was his choice, yeah. man. He doesn't want to be called it. Don't call me Junior, Kev, Fo- Kev Foster Jr. Woohoo! Thank you. In my veins, Viper Alistair. Yep. So Randy, Randy Orton's time trump says in my veins. veins. No idea what it means. All-star, Chuck Turner. Woohoo, thank you. Butter me up, Soren Nord. (laughs) Butter me up, Soren Nord. Nice. Why butter me up? Because it sounds like Soreen, which is beautiful. Uh, Well, it's lovely to have uh, butter on. Um, Tantalizing, Travis Menticolo. Yeah, woo. Colin McLeaner than Finn Balor. Look at those apps. Leaner, Leaner, yes. Finding Jory Debo. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, thank you very much. much. Nate drops surname. 
says the creepers don't run at the top guys one at a time with their arms in the air. <laughs> they attacked like a mob, and that's why it worked. Well, I will give you that. Yeah, I, it, it was it was quite hilarious re-watching TLC with all of them running at Roman Reigns with their arms in the air so we could hit them with kendo sticks, mm. and the other lads at the start who attacked them one by one. And it really did remind me of you haven't even got a name badge. You stand yeah. no chance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that those tactics, yeah, definitely a lot better. I I, I thought there should should have been more. Yeah. I thought it'd have been a great vision as well. Uh, and Siddharth Online said they teased Cutler joining the Dark Order on being the elite. I <clears throat> we I criticize WWE all the time for running angles on social media and then when they put them on TV and people are like, What's going on? And they're like, Well, you didn't follow the story on social media, so it's all your fault that you didn't pick up mm. on it. Like, that's such a small portion. Like, you want to be putting this sort of stuff on TV where it can, uh, the most eyes can see it as opposed yeah. to running it in a small thing. And I, I think it's one of, if being the elite is in canon to Dynamite, you need to have some connection there. You need to have being the elite, section of being the elite being shown on Dynamite and vice versa. And as well with Dark. Dark sometimes feels like it's in a different universe. Yeah. Like they sometimes do stuff, but they never show you clips of Dark. So, yeah, if they've been teasing the, order, teasing the storyline of being the elite, great. But you need to be doing that on TV, not solely on, on your YouTube show. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, and Brainpower316, or I should probably say 316. That's <laughs> Maybe. probably what that number means. Probably. Got a Wrestle Talk sign on AEW last night. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was during a commercial. Did we, the Corpus Christi audience, redeem ourselves? Ha ha. I thought the Corpus Christi crowd was great. Yeah. Really, and was, really good. Was this the guy who it could the pictures? Could well be. Was that in an ad break? It, it was, was in an ad break, yeah. Well, thank during, you very much. Yeah, it was during the fight, because everyone was sending us the mm. fight version of it. Um, and do we want to do, lastly, Christian Baltimore. Uh, would love to see Darby Allen as champion. Happy holidays to the brave boys. Brave, the bravest boys. I, uh, yeah. I mean, it is difficult because he is so small, but I think there's a way you can book it to make him get the get the big win eventually. It will require a lot of work, though. I do love Darby Allen, mm. though. I was genuine. I, I loved the tag match that they had. Yeah, it was really but good. But during the ad break, they showed him, like, getting ready to walk to the ring and I instantly started to get excited about yeah. it. and then his music in I'm like I'm in I'm so in I'm ready so let's do the whole show uh, it opened now this uh, we don't usually talk about NXT and uh, AEW and we won't go into spoilers don't worry but they had to open big because NXT was also opening big with Balor versus Cole. Yes, yeah. for the NXT Championship. And they closed with the Baszler-Rhea Ripley match. They were going all guns blazing. Yeah. I've got to think that NXT is going to slaughter them in the ratings this week. Or, as Meltzer pointed out as well, this is not a good week for... That wasn't a good night for anything other than news. Yeah. Because of the, the whole Trump impeachment trial stuff. So maybe that that margin might be decreased because yeah it, yeah yeah it'd be interesting to see what the numbers are. Let's see on uh, your thoughts as well. Yeah, as, as expected, seven thousand people have voted so far. Seventy percent said NXT was the better show. I think that's the biggest uh, yeah, difference. So if far. not, it's among there. Yeah, it's, it's 
and, and, I'm, and I'm completely unsurprised when you go in with two title matches, two big time title matches yeah. that you would have usually saved for takeover shows. And it was pretty much a takeover. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I think that was what they wanted to do because it was their last live show of the yeah. year. You know, and, and the next week they have got a show that they've already taped stuff from Christmas Day, but Dynamite haven't even done a show on Christmas Day. Mm. So I think that NXT were looking to do big all guns blazing for the final show of the year. But AEW did kick off with an excellent match Loved to at least this combat match. the Balor versus Cole draw. It was Kenny Omega versus Hangman. No, nope. Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Versus my boys, the Lucha Bros. Hashtag it should have been Pentagon. Did you see uh, the name bar for Paige? So last week it was spent last week's dynamite home alone with a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. This one says, I don't know, make it say something like happy holidays. (laughs) Well, that's one of the theories why he wasn't out there saving all his elite friends later. Mm. It's because he was just drinking backstage. Yeah, I was doing some cowboy S words. Uh, I love this. I, I, I'm first note here for our uh, brainpower friend. Crowd were super, super hot for this yeah. match, and they were so into all four lads in there. I love watching Ray Phoenix and Kenny Omega work together. It's just a thing of beauty. Yeah. I, I love watching pretty much any combination of these four guys work together. But you're right, Phoenix and Omega has now gone above Pentagon and Omega yeah. for me. I, the, the commentators did a really good job of building up the story from last week where Omega and Page won, but there was a little bit of a dissension in there mm-hmm. where Page blind tagged himself in even though Omega had it won. And that, that they explained it away as, but they made up on social media afterwards. Great, that's all I need to know. That was, that was a really good use of commentary to tell this story yeah. and not do it over in Being the Elite or Dark or some YouTube channel. Well, that's it, yes. Yeah, so they didn't do it on Being the Elite <coughs> and then have went on to commentary and were like, I mean, we all saw Being the Elite. Yeah. So we, we, yeah. all, we all know what happened there. Uh, but they, it, it, was, it was a bit house showy at the start in the nicest possible way where Pentagon spent about a minute teasing getting his glove off. Doing the glove thing yeah. and doing the um, zero miero into the face. I'm amazed the amount he does that taunt. That it's over every time. You would think, oh, you've done it four times this match. It's going to get a bit tired now. But no, the crowd and me watching at home, I still yeah. love it. I love his little walk that he does. Yeah. With... It's really uh, funny. But he did it to Paige to start things off. But Paige did it right back and shoved it in his face. Yeah, I loved that. And then it was just, yeah, Phoenix and Omega, Paige versus Penta. There was a, a holy S word chant just for the... Zero made the thing. I can't say it. Yeah. Uh, Spanish is not my forte. Um, I mean, I've written here when they're working over Kenny Omega, because like, usually you just write like, you know, heels work over babyface. Mm. But it was ju- it felt like so much more than that because they were working him over so quickly. Like it was, the, the Lucha Brothers work together so, like they're such a cohesive unit. Yeah. That when they do work on you, it, it does feel like proper tag team. I know what my partner is doing before they're even going to do it. And it's just so quick. It's, it's impossible to take notes on uh, Lucha Brothers matches sometimes. It's like the Bucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe it's a Brothers thing. Yeah, because there's a spot in the, the Bucks match when they did the um, the top rope Hurricane Rana. But when I just write top rope Hurricane Rana, that sounds so basic. <laughs> but there was actually 10 steps to get to that point. But those 10 steps were too difficult to make notes on. They so, were, you just, so you just write... Top of Rana, I hope I remember the rest of it. Yeah, I think I wrote, they're trying to one-up each other in jumping the ropes. Yeah. And then it ends, then, yeah, Nick wins with a, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the 15-minute time call, 
uh, in this. There's a pop-up German from Page. Oh, look great! Like I can't. I think it was Phoenix was just thrown into Page. It was, page. yeah. It, when it was when the, the Omega and Page <laughs> started to get onto the same page, no pun intended, and to work together. And yeah, he just like l- grabs Phoenix underneath the armpits and just launches him into Page so he can catch him with the German suplex. I love that as a as a double oh, team yeah. move. And they're working really well, like you said. But then Omega has got Penta. He's holding him. And Paige comes in to do the buckshot lariat, but Penta moves, takes out Omega. I reacted so big to this. You were watching me. I was just yeah. like, oh, because yeah. I'm, I'm really invested in this story. And it, when it works, it works so well. And off the back of that, package pile driver and Phoenix stomp yeah. for the Lucha Bros to win. And then after the match, uh, Paige gets back into the ring and they start shoving each other, yeah. but get distracted because the <laughs> bastard pack was on screen because he's got beef with him uh with omega that he still has to finish and uh he says it's time to remind kenny omega of just who i am he walks down the hallway opens up the locker room to reveal michael nakazawa is listening to his headphones so loudly that he can't hear anyone come into the room maybe they're the same make as natalia's headphones yeah. do you remember that yeah the dana brook drop yeah. storyline yeah the storyline that everyone thought we were mad because we didn't think it was a good mm. Um, but yeah, I, th- I mean, I thought it was rubbish. Um, and then Pax just so creepily looks back at the camera and closes the door. Kenny Omega freaks out because he's you know, really good friends with Nakazawa and he runs to the back to save his friend. And during the commercial break, he got uh, he couldn't find Pack, but he got beat down by the Lucha Brothers and Paige made the save. So I thought it, so it was very interesting that Paige made the save there, but still wasn't out for their main event angle. Well, it's a, it's a really well-told, slow-burn thing. Yeah. I don't think, you know, when you look at some heel turns, you're like, ah, oh, he was heel all along and he was suckering the baby face in. No, I just think this is Paige slowly getting more and more frustrated with people. Yeah. And eventually he's going to snap. That's, that's, character, that's, a, that's character growth and change. Really good. Just one tiny thing. I don't know why I appreciated this so much. I love how Omega ran through the crowd to get backstage. Yeah. He didn't run up the, the stage, like the, the mm-hmm. ramp bit. Yeah. And I just sat, like, in my head, I thought, oh, that's different. It must be faster to get there. Because they did it for um, Britt Baker as well after the Chris Statlander <clears throat> match, because they were doing the, the gimmick with the, the Nightmare Collective. You could see the referees taking Britt out the same direction yeah. that Kenny went. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a nice way to extend the Page Omega stuff weaving it in with the pack stuff you know there's three great names there I'm, I'm so glad they're all in a program together bit of lucha bros as well i uh unfortunately that lucha bros beat down of omega which is off the back of a sort of triple a thing that yeah. phoenix and omega had the match again something that would have been better with clips and a, a video package maybe to inform that uh but it was all done in the shrink screen ad break yes and while i appreciate the fact that it's a better way to keep viewers from switching over to NXT. Every ad break now is shrink screen as opposed to just a few before. I would like a recap when we come back from break. I, yeah, no, we, cause we <coughs> kind of talked about this before and I agree with you, but I think it needs to be later in the show because the problem with doing it after the break still tells your audience, well, you can switch over because we're going to recap it after the break anyway. Yeah, I, I mean, I, what the way they're doing yeah. it at the moment isn't working. Particularly because they're not recapping it at all. Yeah. Like that's yeah. the, that's the big issue is they're not recapping it at all. Yeah, they are. They, they do. That's one of their problems. They it's they think you even watch the ad breaks. <laughs> you watch being the elite. You watch dark. You watch 
all of our weirdly scattered YouTube channels. Yeah, you're watching Sammy's vlogs. Yeah, and it's unfortunate. But it should be used to that should be used to augment the stories, not to disperse the stories. Tell you what, as well, I would have really appreciated some uh, highlights. Of Dark. Did you see this week's Dark? The main event was. Um, the H TH2 and Pack versus Best Friends Oof. with Orange Cassidy, and it was one of the best matches of the year. Like it was, <laughs> but it, like, it was really good. And then Orange Cassidy tagged in, and the whole like the crowd go ballistic yeah. for Orange Cassidy, and all the sequence he does with um, uh, Angelico and Evans are really good. And then it comes down to uh, Orange Cassidy and Pack. <laughs> Joey Janelli gets so excited because Joey Janelli was doing commentary. He gets so excited <laughs> he can't get his words out. And it, oh, it was amazing. So good. Well, I just watched those last five minutes. Yeah. Next up, we had another Cody tag match against the Butcher and the Blade. Mm-hmm. And after last week's tag, where he lost yes, with, with QT, QT Marshall, Marshall. Uh, it was Darby Allen who came to Cody's rescue because all of, all of Cody's other mates are busy or kicking him in the balls. Yeah. So we got this tag match here. And I loved it. Yeah, it was really good. Cody's so over. Yeah. Like you just like Darby came out massive pop and said, like, God, Darby's over. But then the lights cut out. Oh, oh no, that's over. Yeah, that is over, yeah. <laughs> I love Butcher and Blade. I, I really like their style, particularly the Butcher. Um and I I just absolutely love this match. I also loved as well that they gave this some stakes right at the start because Darby had apparently said oh, these commentators told us that he's teaming with Cody here out of respect but also if they win he gets his Cody rematch from Fighter Fest. I love that. Yeah, really like it just added just a tiny little bit of stakes to the, mm. to the match and I just thought that my favourite spot of this match though was when the Butcher had the Cloverleaf in on Darby Allen. Cody sees this and he's like, oh no, my tag partner's in trouble. So he gets him to boot the butcher off, boots him in the face, and the butcher just looks at him and be like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's two kicks as well. Yeah. Like, no, nah, I'm not moving. No, nah, no, nah, maybe, mate. Uh, it, yeah, it was, it was a really fun match. I didn't, I didn't love it, love it, as much as other people seem to have done. Maybe it's because I'm just not sold on the butcher and the blade. They were, yeah. they were good in the ring last week, but I just, and they lost here. Yeah. Uh, so it just it kind feels, of sucks to lose the uh, second time round. Yeah, but the, you know, the, there's a more important story, which is Cody and Derby. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I think that's the right move to to go with that stuff. But now you're left with debuting a new act, and you've beaten them on the third week of them being around. Yeah. So I I yeah, it's 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 another problem with AEW that they're just introducing too many people, characters. even when they haven't got the current crop over to the extent they need to, yeah. Yeah, and they're going to be in a, a weird position next year because they are, like, you know, they're debuting people left, right, and center. Because we, you know, we had uh, Shanna, we've had Big Swole, we've had Chris Statlander, like, being introduced to the women's division, Butcher and the Blade here, the Dark Order being reintroduced, the Nightmare Collective are making a debut. And then we've also got people saying, like, when's Marty coming in, Brody Lee? And then, like, next year, we like, with the Revival, possibly Rusev, and uh, Tennille Dashwood. So that all of a sudden there's going to be even more names mm. that might come in. So it really feels like it's becoming a bit crowded. CM Punk. Well, obviously, yeah. It's a bit crowded. Uh, the finish was really good, though. Uh, after a visual pin from Cody after hitting the crossroads, but the bunny uh, distracted them, They Darby did a coffin drop on the butcher on the apron. Yeah, because uh, Cody kicked him onto the apron with a disaster kick and then... Darby quick flash got up there and hit the coffin drop. Oh, it was brilliant. I bet the butcher doesn't even feel that. 
And I bet for Derby, that was the nicest coffin drop he's ever taken. He bounced off the moustache. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then Cody hit a really cool springboard cutter to beat the blade. Yeah, the double springboard cutter is really nice. So I, I think Cody should add the cutter, not a springboard one because it's quite contrived. I think a... Tell that to Robbie X. <laughs> I think uh, that should be in his repertoire, maybe even as a finishing move. And I'll tell you why. Not only does he have the legacy connection with Randy Orton, whose finisher is the RKO, but there's also the DDP connection. Exactly, yeah. I never thought of that before until I saw this. Well, I thought that's when he did it last week, I thought that's why he was doing it as a tribute to Dusty, who is mm. part of the Nightmare family. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, not a very good job at building the Butcher and the Blade. Yeah. Another tag team to sort of clug up the division. I don't know what clug means. But it feels like that's what's happening. Jack Klugman. Yeah. Uh, then we got a Jungle Boy training montage, which was excellent. This was so good. Yeah. I was hyped up for yeah, it after. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I want to see this fight. It made me want to go work out. It was really good because... It, did, it didn't. I don't know what the oxygen mask thing was. I've it's probably really some it. Some training thing. thing. Yeah. Uh, but... He's he's running, he's squatting, he's doing these really high box jumps. I can ju- with weights. Yeah, oh, was he? Yeah, he was. He was like doing like weights, and then he was doing the box jumps. I get those. I've seen those. I've used those those boxes. Brag. And just the one beneath the top one is pretty tall. <laughs> so how's he doing both of them? Uh, but always over the top is Jericho's dialogue from his promo last week. You can't last 10 minutes with me. Yeah. You can't last 10 minutes with me. It was really good stuff. I, I, I've written down here, just wish it was more jungle themed. <laughs> so maybe he's like, you know, he's swinging on ropes. Yeah. A, a gorilla's giving him a massage. Yeah. You want George of the Jungle? I want a George of the Jungle. Yeah. Watch out for that tree. It's not Brendan Fraser's uh, highest uh, point. I love George of the Jungle. There's no airheads, let's be honest. Um, then we got, uh, I, this is another thing, AW can't have so many lights cut out entrances. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was Sean Spears. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, well, it's not Cody, so it's going to be Sean Spears. It's awesome, Kong! <laughs> yeah, yeah we, don't, we don't need three people having the lights out entrance. And the Dark Order, I think, as well, <laughs> are going to get that sort of treatment. Awesome Kong very quickly beat Miranda Alice. Uh, she just hit the implant buster for the win. Um, Brandy cuts an inset promo since she still wants Chris Statlander to join. The bald man walks in, but they're not showing his face for whatever reason. Who is it? I, I, don't. I don't care. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's the real problem here. It's this isn't a myth. like that dark order, like the thumbnail that we got. That feels like a mystery. This is a genuine real life mystery, and I just mm. don't care. I love Brandy. I love Awesome Kong. They've made me not care about this group. Yeah, it's it's, it's a rubbish gimmick. Uh, they the, he's got the sort of mannerisms of Christopher Lloyd's Fester <laughs> well, from the yeah, yeah from the Adams family. The way he sort of walks in. <laughs> so hopefully it's just uh, it's just that. Yeah. Uh, they yeah they cut off her hair, do that thing. Then there's a sit down interview with Jungle Boy and Jr. from earlier in the day in the ring, and he just comes across as so likable. Yeah, I mean I've written here it's a genuine promo. Well, that's it. It's not scripted. He's just talking from the heart. It wasn't, you know, like, it's not amazing. Mm. He's not tearing up or, or having very good delivery to the extent of Cody's stuff. But, it, yeah, it just came across as a real person. It made me want to see him win. Really made me want to see him win. Yeah. Uh, which we got next was Chris Jericho versus Jungle Boy. A match that, like, I don't think a lot of people got. 
They, oh, really? Well, in the sense that when they announced this a couple of weeks ago, Jericho said, I've got one more match for, in my AEW contract for 2019. And they set the match up with Jungle Boy. Yes. And they said, it was a ti- it's, you can last 10 minutes with me. Yes. And they announced it's going to be a 10-minute match, not for the title. The amount of people who watched that and said, Jungle Boy hasn't won a match. Why is he getting a world championship match? The win-loss records are already out the window. And it, it just sounds like, it's not a, they've been very clear that it's not a title match. Mm. And Jericho was like, well, of course I picked him. He's not beating anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I was confused by the 10 minutes thing. Yeah, because yeah, you said to me, like, oh. you, you said to me, has this always been a 10-minute gimmick? Well, I knew the 10-minute thing. I just didn't know. And I'm, st- I'm still, to be honest, a bit confused. They had the timer on the Titantron counting down. So it's like, oh, okay. So the all he has to do is either Jericho has to beat. It's a beat the clock. No, it was Jericho said, you can't last 10 minutes in the ring with me. Yes. And Jungle Boy said, yes, I can. <clears throat> and so it was just a 10-minute no, so time limit match. But so was it, it because the match continued and the referee kept on counting pins after That's the because Jericho minutes. asked for five extra minutes. So because Jericho, it was an overconfident Jericho, thought he had the match won because he had him in the yes. walls of Jericho for like two minutes. So he was like, no, I'm, I'm not having a draw here. I'm going to go out and I'm going to get an extra five minutes. And they re-ring the bell. And then he gets back into the ring. Jer- uh, Jungle Boy hits a couple of near falls on him. And he's like, oh, actually, you know what? F this. I haven't got him beaten. I'm just going to leave. I didn't actually want those extra five minutes. So, so okay. That's, I saw all that happen. That makes sense. So it's a count out loss for Jericho. They announced it was a draw. They announced that the extra five minutes weren't weren't officially sanctioned by AEW. Okay, I was I li- I liked it. I just I just felt a bit confused. But maybe that's my fault for being an idiot. I don't uh, say you're an idiot. The the match, however, I thought was fantastic. They had Jungle Boy's mum and sister at ringside, and his nan, and his nan. The it's it's just it's exactly what it needed to be. Jericho's being cocky. He could have beaten them, it seemed, a few times early on. Yeah, lifts up the shoulder. I'm going to school you. Yeah. Uh, there was, uh, it didn't even need to. Jake Hager attacked Jungle Boy outside. I know, I, I loved it because like it, it was a way to get rid of Hager and Luchasaurus from ringside because Luchasaurus and Marcos don't come down with Jungle Boy. Just love them as a trio. Mm. And um, someone actually said, like they, they videoed their entrance and said, why is it when I see these lads, I think of Luke, Ollie and Pete? Ah, am I Luchasaurus? You're definitely Luchasaurus. Well. Because you're the taller of us. There, there were points again where, when, and I think it's when Jungle Boy looks sad that he looks like, like Andy, Andy Datsun. So I've written that Andy's called Sad Boy. <laughs> <laughs> sad Boy Datsun. <laughs> so during this match, J.K. Yeah, he sort of like low bridges uh, Jungle Boy to fall out while Jericho is distracting. Luchasaurus runs down. They get into a tussle. I'm like, man, I want to see that. Mm. Marco Stunt tries to get involved, and Hager just goes, "Bop!" <laughs> and just knocks him out of the air. Yeah, it's Stunt doing this dive over the top rope, and he's yeah, oh, it's brilliant. So good. And the referee ejects them. So Hager walks alone. Luchasaurus throws Marco Stunt over his shoulder to walk away. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and then it goes back into the ring, and Jericho is mostly dominating again after a brief flurry. And he gets Jungle Boy in the walls. Well, the other one as well, they did the lion salt. Yeah. Jer- oh, look, yeah. So Jericho misses the lion salt, and then Jungle Boy hits a lion salt of his own for a great near fall. Crowd really loved by a ball into that. I didn't think they bought into it. I no. think they liked the Oh, they spot. liked the spot, and they're like counting along with it yeah. to go with the big, oh. But I, yeah, I, I know what you okay, mean. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't believe he was going to win. When they, when they restart the match, I thought he might pick up a win. Uh, but the, yeah, I guess it's non title. The. 
that sit down from the full on Boston Crab Wolves of Jericho for like 90 seconds at the end. And Jericho, uh, sorry, Jungle Boy is trying to get to the ropes. Jericho pulls him back into the middle. The whole crowd are willing him. Like it was really dramatic stuff. That was yeah. That was the best thing on the whole show. That those last ninety seconds of that bit. Really good stuff. Mm. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, but then it gets to ten minutes, and then Jericho asks for five more minutes, and then I got I, I got confused, <laughs> and then it goes to break. It comes back, and Tony's interviewing Jericho on the ramp, and in a great bit of work, Jericho cuts this promo where he's saying that, but you know, he didn't beat me. He didn't beat me. Yeah, but. Tony's saying, you didn't, you know, that wasn't the point, though. You said he couldn't last 10 minutes with you. And Jericho says, no, no, I didn't. I never said that. But he asked for five more minutes, so he knows that. And it's just that, and then he sort of does this other heel trick, cowardly trick of making it more about John Moxley. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to face Jungle Boy anymore. So he makes it about Moxley and how it, you know, joined the inner circle. So he's trying to weasel out of two different feuds. I thought, I, know, it, was, yeah. I thought it was really, really good. Yeah, and he says that <clears throat> the January 1st show, uh, the Inner Circle have got a big surprise for John Moxley. Mm. I did miss John on this show. Yeah, I know, I know. We can't have him every can't week. Can't have him every week, I know, but I did miss him. Uh, then we get an SCU interview backstage with Jen Decker. Yeah. Uh, they're ahead of the main event. And the Lucha Bros walk in. Penta is showing the botched spot from Daniels on his phone from the previous week. Daniels gets up in his face and then walks off all sad. Yeah, because they're making fun of him and Kaz says, show him you still got it. But Daniels can't. Daniels can't show that he's still got it and he walks away is very sad. Dark angel for a dark order. I mean, me and Laurie thought he might come back as the fallen angel when he returns. Yeah. Uh, then we got Chris Statlander versus Britt Baker for the number one contendership despite the power rankings not... Uh, the really power rankings have been... In, so it, the power rankings weren't last week... But since then, have now reflected that they are ranked ranked one and two. Okay, well that's good. It's kind of uh, well, it's good. It's it's uh, it's a rewriting of history because they literally said on that show, Ikara Shida is ranked number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I so really like I really like Chris Statlander. I really don't like her gimmick, the the, the alien thing. I think it's stupid. Yeah, it's I not don't like me. the makeup. I don't like the boop. Yeah, I don't like I, the bopping. It, it makes me not want to watch her matches. That's how. I don't, child, is childish the right word? Childish is the right Yeah, I'd say childish. I like, I like loads of childish stuff. But yeah. for whatever like reason, Andy. this... Yeah, for whatever reason, I, don't, I really don't like this. I, th- I, think it's, I think it's rubbish. It's not good. No. So it's a bit indie-rific. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's a good word for it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this match was, <coughs> it was... It was fine. I thought it was okay. Some good stuff. Um, what was interesting to me is... I don't know how, much, how long both women have been wrestling, uh, but... Britt Baker was sort of the chosen one. She was getting all the initial push stuff because she's a dentist. Wow. Which is impressive. Yeah, it is impressive. I've said it before. It takes me out of it because I think wrestling should be your full-time profession if you're that good at it. But the she's just missing that level of charisma that would make you at the top of your division. Whereas Statlander seems to be a bit rawer in her wrestling but she has the charisma. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm really glad they went with her to win. Completely. Yeah. Now I'm really glad they put her over. And they showed Riho in the crowds. The first time we've seen her since full gear. It was a there. month ago. Yeah. Uh, there, there was also a joindarkorder.com graphic yeah. briefly appeared on screen. And I know a few people are going to say, well, Riho's in stardom. 
Like she's over in Stardom, maybe she's over in Japan. Do video packages. Yeah. You've got time on the show. She's your bloody champion. Like you should be featuring these people to be like, and here's the great work she's mm. doing out in Japan, representing AEW. What a worldwide brand we are. Yeah, for for that company owned by Bushi Road, the owners of New Japan, I'm sure there's no political or any awkward things right there. <sighs> Just have a cut promo then. The finish of this was really good. Uh, is it the lock draw? Yeah. Britt Baker's finished uh, sort of submission thing. She's got Statlander in that. But Statlander just picks her up in a sort of half fireman's carry, then gets her up on her shoulders fully, then transitions in it into, in, the, tombstone. In, into the tombstone where she holds the legs differently. I mean, she's so big and strong. She's I, a big, I, strong girl. She's a big, strong, brave girl. I was watching that. And I just thought, I cannot wait to see you throw Rio around. Yeah. Because if you can do that to Britt Baker, you're going to launch Rio into the universe. Into Back space. to your home planet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Tony's interviewing her on the entrance ramp and she bops him. And then Brandy comes out and she sends Tony away. There was a weird thing about her talking about a microphone not being on. I think she was meant to have like a sort of like microphone interruption, but the microphone wasn't on. I don't know. Anyway, she comes down to recruit Chris Statlander. Statlander says no. And so Brandy hits her in the face with a heel and apparently hits her in the eye. Heel. She is a heel. I thought that was a good injury spot. I, I, mm-hmm. I could feel that. That's That got me. Yeah. yeah. I just don't care about the But uh, yeah. That's right. the, I think that's the problem. It's like I don't care about the group. So even when you do something that is really good like that, it's not really... Like, I'm not interested in Chris Statlander's feud with the Nightmare Collective. Mm. I'm interested to see her facing Riho. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not digging any of this Nightmare Collective stuff. Oh, no. It's just, it's just not working for me. Uh, Sadie Gibbs ran down to help Statlander. I do like that baby faces yeah. helping baby faces, uh, and then we get a backstage thing with Sean Spears and Tully Blanchard talking about how great tag team wrestling is. It's the main event of the show. That's where the money is. Yeah. I like that motivation. So I've got to find a tag partner for Spears. And Tully's like, we need to find you, Yoran Anderson. And so that's what they're going to do next. I didn't think Tully was that good here. No? no he, he stumbled over his words slightly. Yeah. Right? But it's it's a pre-tape. <laughs> then you do it again. Yeah, I mean, yeah, perhaps. It, I mean, yeah, you're right. You should just do it again. <laughs> maybe Tully, like, his contract is like, I'm going to do one take of anything. Yeah, yeah. I did, I, maybe it was live. I just... Hmm. Um, and then we got the Young Bucks doing a, a promo on the tag division and SCU... They love them. They're going to have them round for Christmas dinner. Yeah, It's going to be awkward when we've got the tag titles, though. Yeah, That's putting fine. them on the Christmas table. It's yeah. a dick move. And then the then it was the main event, which was Bucks versus SCU for the, ti- the titles. We've talked about the main event angle cliffhanger, which was mm-hmm. a Dark Order invasion. But the, I mean, the match itself was was really good. Just just a bit too short and never really found that main event gear that That's AEW it, has. Yeah. Uh, you want this to be <clears throat> a PWG... Bucks versus SCU match. Yeah. And really it wasn't. Yeah. Um, before we get into the rest of our su- 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 super chats, I well, actually, I'll give I, I'm three out of five. Yeah, I'll give it a three out of five, yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's get into your su- 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 super chat. Jobber JJ496. AEW in UK 2020. I want a ticket. 
Love Le Champion. Yeah, we talk about this on the podcast outro uh, <laughs> about the UK tour or the UK show. Some theories that we might have. Well, I, I'm more interested in what it's going to be called. Because I think there's going to be some UK royal shenanigans. Not you, royal you think it's going to be called Royal Shenanigans? Royal Shenanigans. <laughs> AEW presents Royal Shenanigans. Is it better than Revolution? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, actually... Let me let me go on to the. Have you got the the live chat open? People, give us suggestions of what you want AEW's UK pay per view to be called. Um, everyone seems to be in agreement with us as well that it was a three out of five show. Someone's uh, said two out of five, three out of point four. Oh, give me some names. Fours. Give me some names. Oh well, uh, Lena uh, thinks it's a, a low four out of five. Job JJ thinks a low four out of five. Um, Jeremy, three out of five. Uh, Martin says two out of five. There was a lot on the show to really love. That opening tag, the, the Jericho Jungle Boy stuff. Uh, and, and you know, the, the, the SCU. And the, the first two match. matches. Yeah, the tag match as well. Yeah. Statlander winning. It's Let, just, yeah, it's... Yeah. Lady Fortune, three out of five. Sean gives it a score out of ten, which is not what we're <laughs> asking for. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, I think it's in sort of like between the... Mostly it's a three and four out of five show for most people. What about any UK pay-per-view name suggestions? Um, well... Cannamil Probabil says that the AEW UK pay-per-view should be called WWE NXT. I made that joke too. I said they should call it TakeOver London. Yeah. Anyway, uh, back to the super chat. Nate drops surname. Pages moonsault on Ray off a dropkick to uh, to Penta. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Really, really great stuff. Like Jim, Jim, yeah, because he like, hits it like a dropkick drop and Penta. uses Pentagon as a springboard. Yeah. I th- Jim Ross was blown away by it. He was like, mm. what happened? But also, I love how the commentator said the genius of that move is it sends the tag partner out the ring. like it, it, uh, Ring awareness. Yeah, that, I, I loved how the commentary played that. All Elite DK, damn, I want Luchasaurus versus Jake Hager so badly. Do we all just want Luchasaurus and everything? Like, really, that's... I, it's weird because I don't usually want to see big guy versus big guy. But Luchasaurus versus big guy, yeah. I, I'm, I'm into pretty much every combination. I want to see Luchasaurus Darby Allen. No. I want to see Luch- No. <laughs> I want to see Luchasaurus John Moxley. Like I want to see No. I want to see Luchasaurus as the main event of this no. show. I want to see I don't want to see him get into the violent stuff. There's not violence, oh. it's just the smaller guy bouncing off of him. John Moxley and Darby <laughs> Allen, they get like weapons out. Oh, oh you don't want to see Luchasaurus it's a- get it's hurt. It's cruelty against animals. <laughs> I want to see extinct, him. They're mate. That's a hate crime. Yeah. <laughs> C. Luchasaurus versus the Butcher. Yes or no? Yes for me. It's a big guy. Yeah, I think that would be a nice feud, actually. Jungle Jurassic Express versus... versus Butcher and the Blade. Yeah. That, yeah, that works. Because you can also have comedy on the outside with Marco and the bunny. Yeah. Tim Arndt, no disrespect to Statlander's wrestling ability, but her gimmick seems like it belongs in early 90s WWF or even CGW. Yeah. It is, actually, isn't it? It's a bit of a crap gimmick wrestling gimmick. Yeah. And yet, yeah, like, Aliens is so 90s. Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm in total agreement with you. But not in the cool 90s way that Jurassic Express are. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? It's probably because it's a woman. <laughs> uh, all, all Elite DK. I think big AEW stars want to build new stars, and it's making them dull. Why can't Cody, Kenny, and Pac get more important matches with deep storylines? Well, that's exactly it, yeah. Like, Cody's whole mission has been to create a whole new crop of stars. Same with Kenny and the Bucks. They don't want to be pushing themselves to the top because they don't want to Jeff Jarrett the situation. Mm. 
uh, All Elite DK again with a suggestion for a UK name. Which is exactly the same <laughs> one you came up with as well. Uh, AEW presents Brexit Down. Brexit Down. With three smiley face emojis at the end. Yeah, I think if you have Brexit, <laughs> but you, you make loads of X's. Yeah. So just call it Exit. Triple Exit. Yeah, so it looks like effort. Time for me to exit, Terminator exit. Uh, right on the subject of WrestleTalks, Fergal McClements. I'd love a longer form podcast every day from Luke and Ollie, just chatting, wrestling, or rambling each day. Then news episodes uh, with Pete and Laurie doing them. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of content. I, d- I think you might w- want it now, but will you want it when we're 20 episodes deep over four weeks? I remember we actually did, like, one of our things was going to be to do daily wrestling podcasts, and then we presented it, and everyone was like, Nah, that's too much. Actually, I don't want that at all. I mean, right now we do five long form review shows a week. Yeah, on a non pay per view week, it's going to be six this week. So, yeah. uh, Robert mm. says, "Hey guys, just want to say how much I appreciate all you guys do. I went to my very first show, uh, live show, three weeks ago, oh, and I'm wow. thinking about going to Revolution as well. I always look forward to your videos. Keep up the great work. Thank you very much. And that's a very generous super chat you gave in there as well. It was a very. You should be one, saving yeah. your money for those Revolution tickets. I think absolutely get if you're. If you're in two minds, just go just go with the one that says yes. And lastly, from BrainPower316, another interesting note. A local promotion was advertising a free meet and greet with Brody Lee on January 10th in Corpus Christi. That's interesting. Yeah, mm. I don't know how that works. Obviously, he won't be wrestling. It's not a televised yeah, promotion. because the Ascension have got a meet and greet uh, at the start of March. Mm. But their actual match that they're having for another isn't until the end of March. Mm. I think it's March 21st. Yeah, so maybe non-compete does even mean independent promotions. It's such a crazy rule for someone who's not an employee. Oh yeah, well, yeah, they're uh, independent it's, contractors. Yeah. Uh, like, how are you gonna how are you gonna make the money after you've been let go from your freelance relationship? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's disgusting, it really is. Uh, this comes in from Safe, who says, "Hi, Luke and Diddlers." Oh wait, wrong show. Anyway, Mm. Cody said in a recent interview that in 2020, AEW will be coming to the UK, going either to Manchester and London or trying to hit as many markets as possible. If they do come to Manchester or London, would you think about hosting some sort of live show around that, like a meet and greet or a live review after it? Because that's something I'm sure there's a lot of interest in since you're on the Tony Khan payroll. I'm sure you can find some promoting. I'm sure he could do some promoting for you. If the show is in Manchester, I'll definitely Mm -hmm. be uh, going. What kind of sign do you think I should bring? I think a support WrestleTalk sign is a bit boring. I want something more creative. <laughs> anyway, about to listen to your TLC 2011 review, so I hope you have a great podcast live stream after this. All the best, safe. Well, if you've just listened to that, then I think the perfect sign is some kind of sign. Some kind of sign. Just have it written down in text. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Tony Khan pays the checks. I'm sure he can give us a really swanky venue. I'd love to do that. I would... You know what? If WWE... No, that's a lie. If WWE did a pay-per-view over here, I would travel to it. Yeah, that was me being cynical. I was going to say I wouldn't even travel to that, but I totally would. The fam would overtake me. Uh, but yeah, if AEW did, I won't even lie about that. I would. D- I would go right away. I would love them to come here, and well, they are. They are. He said that it's going to happen. Otherwise, he's going to give us five hundred dollars. What's the? What sort of name do you think they go for? Well, take over London. It's no. Do you know what my um, my prediction is? It's going to be Full Gear Two. But that's not a UK-based pun. Well, you would have... It doesn't have royal in it. No, but you'd royal have the... Royal gear? You'd have the uh, Union Jack in the logo. 
Sorry, the Union flag. I know you get upset when people get that That's wrong. An incorrect thing, yeah. yeah. If it was at sea, if it was on Jericho's cruise, then you can call it the Union. No, that's that's the Union Jack. Yeah, yeah. If it's at sea, um, yeah. Uh, I no, I think that's a. I I, I want a different name. Okay. Full gear doesn't have to be a, a recurring yearly name. Well, Cody has kind of already said that it will be. <laughs> oh, has he? Yeah. Because he said we're going to do we're doing full gear two next year. I'm trying to think of good rubbish at the same time uk things yeah brexit but with with loads of x's oh triple x yeah exit exit yeah sounds like effort doesn't it <laughs> aew exit <laughs> Uh, well, this comes in from Matt, who says, Hi, Ollie and Luke. I've just listened to your 2011 TLC Pledgehammer podcast review, and I heard that Ollie used to live in Chichester. Yeah. I live in Chichester. Hey. I'm here for uni, but have dropped out. It's quite uh, a nice city to live in, just a poor nightlife. How long did you live here for, and when did you move away? If you're free, you should come back down, and we could grab a pint or 20 with my spoons discount. <laughs> Sorry for the mad pop about this. Just took me by surprise. Regards, Matt Field. There's three emojis in that email. Ah, oh, which one? To, to well, one, what emotions? Uh, crying with laughter emoji is after the 20 pints mm-hmm. um, and a winky face emoji after the spoon's discount and then just a regular smiley face emoji after he signs his name. Excellent usage. Uh, I would love to, Matt, but it uh, holds many awful memories for me. Oh. I never want to go back there. I lived yeah. there for six torturous months in a cold room and in a cold, cold relationship. I was going to say, I think if you remember the story that Ollie told around his time in Chichester, it wasn't full of warm. <laughs> <laughs> I think Matt was just that. As soon as Matt heard Chichester, he was like, yes, Ollie's coming back to Chichester. And I didn't hear all the emotional turmoil oh. that I went through there. I don't want to hear about it again. Uh, but this one comes in from Scott, who says, uh, hi, guys. Uh, I think you're fans of the US version of The Office. Now I am, yeah. Ollie certainly is. I was wondering if you've got a chance to listen to The Office Ladies podcast. It's Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsley breaking Whoa. down the minutia and backstory for each episode <gasps> one by one. They are absolutely oh awesome. God. If you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend it. Take care. The Office Ladies? Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm all over that. Oh, I'll listen to some tonight. Thanks for the recommendation. There you I, go. Because I love the sort of all the backstage bits because you'll see in the opening credits producer uh, BJ Novak. Mm-hmm. Um, what's her name? Mindy Kaling. Mindy, Mindy Kaling. Kaling. Yeah. And, and you know, they're, they're all actors in and writers yep. of the show itself. I just what, what a close-knit creative team they had. I didn't realize that Toby... Uh, Paul Lieberstein. I didn't know Toby's name. The actor was Paul Lieberstein. I think that's right. And his name is all over the show. And then I find out he's a producer too. It's like 50% of the on-screen characters are also in backstage roles. It's AEW. Well, let's have this quick email here from uh, Luke Jadot before we get out of here. He says, hello to the WrestleTalk crew, including the God of Wrestling Talk, Sammy Guevara. Hmm. I very much, like Alistair Black, been in the closet for a few months now. Over the course of about a year and a bit, I've slowly been uh, becoming less attracted to the opposite gender and more attracted to my own. I chose to tell you this, guys. I chose to tell you guys first. You're honestly partial uh, partial role models in my life at the moment, especially with how accepting and overall kind you lads are, brackets, at least on screen. You've been sympathetic... We're assholes (laughs) on screen. We would would isolate you. We would make fun. (laughs) 
Yeah, you've been sympathetic and understanding to me from the start. The tales of depression about my mum's passing, my affiliation with the fairy community, and of course, right here, right now, being a part of AJ Styles' favourite community. <laughs> the guy community. He writes here. Brackets <laughs> do the voice, Ollie. He do it. Yeah, it was. It's your gag. The gay community. <laughs> Once again, thank you guys for being so open-minded in a divisive world full of negativity, hatred, and prejudice. Is he talking about AEW NXT or, <laughs> or other things? Wow. Did, what, so did Luchador just come out on the podcast? He did, yes. What's that? Is that... Is that is that what is that breaking news for everyone? Uh, well, like, or is it, it just for our community? Uh, I mean, our community. I mean, he says here, I chose to tell you guys first. Whoa! Thank you, Luchador. Yeah. That's amazing. So thank you very much from the Luchafur. Luchafur, Lucha, sorry. Lucha, oh, no, no, Luchafur, Luchador. <clears throat> thank you very well, much. Well, everyone, I hope everyone's cheek popping that. Yeah, absolutely. Woo. Well done. Now go and, uh, you know, go for that same sex. Absolutely, yeah. Just run right into it. You do you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that is all we've got time for on this edition of the podcast. What a lovely note to end on, yeah. actually. That was really, I was looking at the clock. I was hoping we could get uh, that in just before we mm. go live on this AEW review. Um, but yeah, thank you all so much for listening. Boy, howdy, have you got a lot of podcasts coming up? Because... It is the Christmas season, folks, which means there's going to be the regular Raw and SmackDown reviews. Not AEW, because they haven't got a show on uh, on Christmas Day. And NXT does, but we're not doing a review of that either, because we're not coming in. Because um, we're not here on Boxing Day. But you have got top 10 wrestlers, top 10 matches, top 10 um, pay-per-views. Yeah, there's loads. Top 10 worst moments, top 10 best moments. <laughs> The Prediction Show, the 2020 Prediction Show, the Christmas Show. Yeah, where we get drunk. Because it's our Christmas party tomorrow, as well as all of the other usual regular content. So it is going to be, you're going to have almost too many podcasts to listen to. So please don't unsubscribe. Um, (laughs) In fact, leave us a good rating and review. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 